Thanks, Jennifer. Open your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4. We will be there um, this morning for a brief moment because we want to spend some time with uh, the reeds uh, at the end of service, and we don't want to hurry that moment of the service. But we're going to continue our series from the book of Ephesians, that we are God's masterpiece, and and, uh, He's doing a good work inside of us. How many of you in your home somewhere, you have a growth chart on the wall? Maybe you had it when your kids were little and you just marked them growing at different stages. We have an interesting one because we have a place in Iowa that's been in our family for generations. So we, and that's little Luke, Matthew, and Mark, many, many years ago, uh, just being kind of marked on the uh, growth chart. And they have their cousins on there and, and aunts and uncles and family from both, you know, just different sides and all that. And, and it's fun to watch how people grow, how much they grow each year. And I want to tell you that you're on God's growth chart and God wants you to grow. It's part of this masterpiece series. It's part of growing up in God. It's part of becoming like Jesus, that we would see growth in our life. And so we're going to look at Ephesians chapter 4 and see one of the ways that you and I grow in the Lord. So Ephesians chapter 4, beginning at verse 7, it says, But to each one of us grace has been given as Christ Jesus apportioned it. This is why it says, When he ascended on high, he took many captives and he gave gifts to his people. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended into the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. So Christ himself gave apostles, the prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip his people for the works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we reach unity in the faith, in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. There's a lot there in that passage of Scripture. We're going to look at two things. The first thing is this, is that you have been given a gift by God. Every single one of you, not just the pastor standing up or the missionaries that will stand up, but every single one of us has been given a gift by God. I believe that's why God put inside of this innate desire for our lives to matter. We want our time on earth to count, and, and it does when we realize the gift that God has given us and we use it. It says in verse 7, however, he has given us, each one of us, a special gift through the generosity of Christ. You've been given a gift. I've been given a gift. You are a gift to this world. The world needs you to be living in your gift. 
Your family needs you. The church needs you. Everyone you meet needs you operating in your gift. There's a lot of gifts mentioned in the Bible. Here's just a few of them. They're not on the screen. I'll just read them quickly because we don't have a lot of time. But leadership, administration, teaching, knowledge, wisdom, prophecy, discernment, exhortation, faith, service, helps, mercy, giving, hospitality. How do you find and use and develop the God-given gift that you have? How do you bring it to full fruition? How do you nurture it and grow in that? Well, that's the second thing from this passage of Scripture, and that's this, that God has given us leaders in our lives to help us walk in the gifts that God has given us. He's put these leaders inside of our life so that we can come to full fruition in our kingdom work. It says in verse 11, so Christ gave himself or gave himself Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. He's given us gifts. We have seen in Chicago, I grew up in Chicago, so uh, I am a Chicago sports fan, and that can be very difficult at times to be a Chicago sports fan. But I'm here to declare that in my lifetime, I've seen every Chicago team win a championship. We all witnessed the Cubs, right, a few years ago. That was a miracle right there. We watched the White Sox win, and they're going to win again this year. I'm saying that in faith. Some of us remember back to 1985 and the Chicago Bears winning the Super Bowl, the Bulls dynasty in the 90s with Michael Jordan and even the Blackhawks with their dynasty a decade ago. And, and so we've seen some winning teams. We've seen success. And in every team that had success, you will notice that there were strong leaders around that team. General managers, managers, coaches, players, key players that led their team well. And when you have good leaders in your life, you will see success. Let's talk about children, right? Children need their parents. But they also need their grandparents. They need aunts and uncles. They need their teachers and principals and school counselors and coaches that will invest in their lives so that they will develop and grow. And God says... I'm going to give you some leaders for your life so that you can grow in the gift that I've given you. All of these gifts that we're going to talk about today in just a few minutes, they're all operating today. The problem is some people like attaching titles to their names and they may or may not fit. I'm not here to judge, but I know there's some people that like say, I'm apostle so-and-so or prophet so-and-so. And all I ask is that we do believe there's apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, but just make sure that their life and their ministry match what the Word of God says. And so let's begin with apostles. Apostles literally means sent ones, the ones that God has given to establish the church. There were what we call big A apostles, the disciples, Paul, who established the early church and spread the gospel around the world, and God has used men and women since then to lead his church. We are part of different fellowships where there are leaders in that fellowship that we look to for apostolic leadership, that God has placed them in that area. 
This week I've been on the phone texting Zoom meetings with different leaders from our fellowship as we talk about what's happening in our nation and the world. There are people that God uses for the body of Christ to help lead. There are prophets. Sometimes when we think of prophet, we think of somebody who tells the future. We think of somebody that maybe you see a person online, maybe on TikTok or Facebook Live, and he's tough talking and he's just giving it. And, you know, and we think that's the prophetic gift. If somebody's really harsh, they have that prophetic gift. Or if they talk about the future, they have a prophetic gift. The Bible says this about the prophetic gift in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 3. It says, but, the, but one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. That's a true prophet. That's a prophet speaking the word of God into people's lives, edifying the church, the believers, challenging to live out the gifting, the call that God has placed on your life. We've seen apostles come through because we have the leaders of our fellowship speak at church different times. Obviously, through COVID, that hasn't happened. And in October, we have Steve Sampson coming, who moves in a prophetic gift, and he will be here with us in October, and you can see that gift in action. There are evangelists. When I say evangelists, you immediately probably think of Billy Graham, right? You know, just preaching to the stadiums. But it's not just somebody who preaches the stadiums, it's someone who literally it means to tell the good news, to share the good news. So anybody pointing to Jesus, pointing the way to Jesus is an evangelist. I believe we have evangelists here today in our missionaries with Dr. Paul and Eileen Allen, with John Goodmanson, with the Reeds here. We have missionaries and evangelists with us. Is Edgar back there? Can you mute my sound?
If you're from our church and you're wondering what I just said and you're not good at lip reading, uh, message me and I'll share it with you. Next we have pastors. Pastor in the Greek literally means a shepherd. Now Jesus is the great shepherd. Uh, He's the one that we all follow, but then he appoints shepherds over local congregations to lead, to guide, to feed, to protect the sheep under that pastor's care. And I want to let you know that I take that very seriously, and that's really the, the joy of my life, to be the pastor of our local church. And I believe that's the call that I walk in, that I'm called to be a pastor. And I pray for you every single week. If you put a request in, I will pray for you this week. When you give it to Joel, it goes on a sheet of paper. I pray for it, and I pray for you, and I pray for our database. So just go through. I pray that God not only answers all your prayers, but that God blesses you, that God does amazing things in your life and in your children, in your children's children, that there's a blessing upon you. And so I pray for you, and I'm going to ask for this. Will you pray for me? And not just pray for me, and I appreciate your prayers for me, um, as I, I lead and guide and offer perspective and, and, and hopefully we grow up together. Pray for pastors all over the world. There are more people leaving the ministry today than ever before. There are churches calling me left and right that don't have pastors. For a couple weeks in the fall, I'll have to be at some churches that don't have pastors or need pastors or we're trying to install pastors. So pray for pastors around the world that God would raise up this ministry gift. The last one is teachers, those that teach the Word of God as Jesus taught the Word of God. We need teachers in our life. Our children go to school where there are teachers to help them grow, to help them develop, and we need teachers. And there's teachers that, that have worldwide ministries like a Joyce Meyer, and there's other teachers that, that maybe like me, and as a pastor, we teach the Word of God. But there's different kind of teachers that God uses to teach the body of Christ, and we need teachers in our life. If you ever come across somebody that you read or watch online and, and you don't know where they fit, if, if they're teaching the Word of God, I'm the pastor. Come talk to me and we'll, we'll talk about all of that and, and make sure you're being fed well. But you need leaders in your life to grow and develop. You need apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers to help you grow in your gift. That's why God gave them to us. Because, listen... The world needs you. It needs your gift. The church needs your gift. We, it's not just for a few of us to operate in our gift, but for all of us to operate in our gift, and that helps us become like Christ. And if we do it, we don't have time, but just the things that come from it are unity, knowledge, perfection, the fullness of Christ, no longer being little children, but all grown up, that we're part of God's body, working together, growing, edifying, and walking in love. All those things happen when we have those leaders in our lives. So, you need the church, you need leadership in your life, and you need to be doing what God's called you to do. It's, it's more important now than ever before, so don't go by the sideline. Don't say, well, the missionaries will do it or the pastors will do it. No, we're here to help you do it. You're on that growth chart somewhere. Let's just say, hey, next year, let's be farther than we are this year. Don't come to church and we'll spoon feed you every Sunday a good meal, but that you continue to develop your gift and grow in God. To receive that devotional, go in the things of God. The world needs you. It needs your gift more now than ever before. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, now we're going to see this in practice, in operation, as we 
and not only welcome Matt and Lena from Mexico to share, but